This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello and welcome back to the Influential CEO podcast, guys. I do have to preface, (laughs) the first four to five minutes of today's episode is not going to be good in terms of the audio quality because I am fresh off training legs. I'm sitting in T's car. I've got my headphones in and I'm on the voice record app on my phone and I'm recording this intro for this week's podcast. So that's the current situation. It's about two days out from this podcast going live. So we're very much working in real time here, which is perfect, but I am just here and getting it done. So just know that if the audio sounds off and you're like, Riley, what has happened? Just know it's going to be the first couple of minutes and then we're good to go for the rest of today's episode. But I am currently in New Zealand. I've been here for about a week now. It has been honestly so nice to be back with T and just have some good quality time together. If you've been listening to the podcast and you're up to date, you know that this is probably the last stint that I will have over in New Zealand this year after doing long distance for now about seven months, I think we're up to. And we'll do the last sort of two, two and a half months on our own and then T will be back in Australia around mid-November. So it's going to be another really long stint once I leave New Zealand, but I know it's for the best. I'm craving being at home for a longer period of time. I need to be at home. I've got shit to do. We've got retreats. We've got all of the things happening and I'm excited to be home, but it has been, yeah, just so nice to be over here and to be doing our thing together. I feel like it's been the first time Almost this year, or at least since Feb, since I've been back in a pretty solid routine with training, which is feeling so good. So every day at the moment, I've pretty much been training for around an hour, hour and a half every single afternoon. And I haven't been in that routine consistently for so many months now. And it's such a huge part of my life. So it feels so nice to be back on my shit here, doing my thing and just, yeah, finding some consistency again after just so many months of travel and and being here and there. In terms of business the last couple of weeks, everything has been amazing. I feel like I'm back in my groove after Europe and I'm back really in offer creation, innovation. Molly and I had a huge meeting on Monday. And for those of you that don't know, Molly is my business manager. And we had a huge meeting just sort of mapping out what the rest of 2023 is going to look like. And then we also have something very exciting that we are in very much the beginning phases of. And it is going to actually be very relevant to the podcast. And there's not much I can say right now. Knowing me, I want to come in here and I want to drop all of the hints. There's not much that I can say, but just know It's going to be a really incredible thing that we're bringing to the podcast and just under this umbrella, which is the Influential CEO, and it's making me very, very excited. But like I said, it's very much early days. It's very much in the just, you know, beginning phases of mapping it out and actually considering what this type of thing is going to look like, but I'm so incredibly excited. And yeah, we definitely got hyped up about that on our meeting on Monday. So that is happening, but currently 
I am three weeks into Align Body, which is my mindset course for those of you that are following along. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It has been honestly one of the most incredible rounds of Align Body I have ever facilitated. We are doing so much work this week around triggers, projections. We've done all of the work around self-awareness. We've equally done work around the ego concept of self and just more of that foundation work. And now we're getting into the nitty gritty and it just has reaffirmed to me this round how important this work is, how pivotal it's been for me in my own journey, and just how profound it is to actually apply yourself to this work, commit to seeing yourself on a deeper level and seeking wholeness. It's just the most life-changing container and community ever and it's been amazing to facilitate this round so far with women who are inside and just witnessing their growth on a week-to-week basis as well. It's been honestly incredible and I do have to say before we move into today's episode, I have launched a very, very exciting container to Instagram and I want to speak to it officially on the podcast because this is a five-day free experience called Attraction and if you haven't yet joined, I highly recommend you do. Now, this is going to be focused on mentors, coaches, online service providers because that is who I typically speak and teach to. However, It doesn't matter if you're not in the online space. It doesn't matter if you're not a business owner. There is something that you can absolutely gain from being in this experience. And if you're not in yet, I would head to the show notes right now. The link will be there and you can join this free experience. And we kick off on, I think, the 28th of August, but I would have to confirm with Molly. But we'll have all the details in the show notes and we'll equally upload it to the Facebook group and the Facebook community so anyone over there can get first access as well. But this is going to be a multi multifaceted experience. We're going to have different modalities dropping each day for the five days. It will run from a Monday through Friday and the free program is called Attraction because we're speaking to becoming magnetic in business, having that attraction in your business and actually having high client retention and seeing the results due to that as well. So it's going to be an incredible space. I'm so excited with what we've got mapped out. Running free programs to me is such an incredible way to not only connect with you, but actually have you a part of an experience and what it's like to be in somewhat a paid container with me as well. So if you are somewhat new to my world, you haven't gotten a taste for what it's like to be in a paid container or actually seen me in more of my like teacher archetype, coaching archetype, I highly recommend you jump in this experience. Like I said, there will be something that you gain from this and one thing is all you need to have a really pivotal experience in that as well. But regardless, that is enough from me. Let's get into today's episode. We had a very, very cool discussion in this week's episode. I'm keen to see what lands for you. I'm keen to see what you actually find from this experience. So drop into our Instagram at the Influential CEO podcast or even my personal Instagram at the Riley May and we can have a discussion around this week's episode and what really landed for you. But enough from me. Enjoy this week's episode. Okay, quick preface before we get into this episode. Soph and I have been laughing our heads off. Thank you for for, saying that. We we have to address the elephant in the room because we have tried to start this segment of the podcast probably five, ten times. times. We just can't stop laughing. We can't stop laughing. What I need you to know is that we are both really funny. Like (laughs) we are funny people. Super funny. Especially Yeah. When you guys aren't listening. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so, it is interesting recording episodes together because once you get in that mood, it's like when you're in high school and you see your friend and they're laughing and then you're laughing and you can't stop laughing and you get in a little bit of trouble. And you all know. Yeah, everyone gets it. Everyone's been through that. But we have taken a deep breath and 
we are here now. We're here. And I think us addressing that will stop us from laughing. I agree. That's why I brought I that one I feel good. In. Yeah. It's good. Perfect. So we are talking masterminds. And Sophie and I have both had our own experiences in masterminds. I've personally been in four long-term masterminds in the last 12 months now, which is wild to think about. Wow, really? Four yeah. in the last 12 months? A lot overlapped. Oh, cool. I'm keen to unpack that. Mm. And you've been in two. Yeah. So we've both experienced masterminds and what they've done for our businesses and just our personal growth and all of the things. And they really are so pivotal. But beyond that, I think we often hear in mentorship or any coach in the online space selling their mentorship service, you know, leveraging the power of proximity and how pivotal it is to be in spaces with people that expand you and having elevated conversations and, you know, raising your frequency and all of these different things. But when I think about my experience with mentorship, it has honestly been so pivotal in so many ways. And I hate to say it, but it really was a catalyst for everything in my business going boom. Mm. It's funny because you can, again, and I've spoken to this so many times, it's so easy to, I guess, look at your success and go, I did that, right? And the truth is, I have done that. I've done every single thing up until this point in my business. However, how long that would have taken me to achieve what I've achieved without the support of mentors would be tenfold. Absolutely. And I have evidence of that based on the first two years of business without mentorship. Yeah, totally. Same. Yeah. And I know you've had a similar um, journey and that's what I think is so interesting where, yes, we can see coaches leverage it in marketing. Yes, we see conversations speaking to time collapsing and and dissolving time and all the different things, but it's true. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually want to tell the story of what that looks like as opposed to, because I feel like there's so much like conversation around you know, trending topics like time collapsing, but it's like, what do we actually mean by that? Mm. And that's what we're going to get into today. Yeah. And even on that, you know, dissolving time, I think that's, you hear that all the time. You know, you dissolve time when you're in proximity, dissolve time when you have a mentor in your corner. But it's so true because if you think about anything, why do we have teachers? Why do we have parents, guardians, people supporting us in our life? They've done what we've done before us. Absolutely. And in that, you get to learn from their experiences alongside having your own experience. So in business, it's really no different. And it's funny because when I zoom out, how bizarre that we even navigate business without mentors. It doesn't make sense. It's never made sense. No. And for such a long time, I probably just didn't really consider what it would have been like to have a mentor in my corner, nor did I even really know it was a thing. Mm, you know, 18-year-old me didn't even know about the coaching industry, really. I was just fresh into business, navigating the world of business and entrepreneurship and building. And, you know, you're so early days at that point. You're just stoked that you're earning $400 a week and all these different things. But when I decided to get a mentor at the end of 2021, it would have been, or end of 2020, it would have actually been. Yeah, end of 2020, because it was the first year of COVID. I got a mentor for 12 months, and then I signed with my current mentor at the end of 2021. And what moved for me in that time was insane. Mm. You know, absolutely insane. And even the first five months of mentorship with my current mentor last year, nothing moved financially right? I didn't see an increase in revenue. Nothing was really shifting. So if I was to look at mentorship and go, I'm going into this 12 week container, I'm committing to four months in this mastermind, whatever it may be to see an increase in my revenue, to actually see, um, you know, the, the financial side of business increase, I would have tapped out because I had no increase. Yeah. 
you know, and this is why even speaking to another iteration of this and going, okay, there's mentorship and then there's long-term mentorship. I don't know where my business would be if I wasn't in long-term mentorship. Agreed. Which is really huge to think about because now, and I know you're similar based on where I'm at, it's, it's a non-negotiable that you have people in your corner that support you. Mm. It's not a question of should I, it's as if I wouldn't. Absolutely. And, you know, in the form of masterminds, in the form of mentorship, it does become a standard that you lead with and knowing what my mentors have done in their businesses and in their lives, what I'm able to learn off that and what they're able to help me with naturally collapses time because what I would have done in a year by myself, I get to do within four weeks. Yeah. And that's a reality. Exactly. It's like anything, you know, like if Mm. I, when I was starting on track and I needed to write um, a contract, Mm. I could have worked it out. I've got, you know, two years of law (laughs) in the pocket. And, but instead I actually asked a lawyer to help Mm. me. Yes, it costs money, but that meant that like I collapsed time. Like I literally, what would have taken me weeks to write didn't take me, like took Mm. me a couple hours because she just basically gave me a draft to work off. Mm. Like that's literally tangibly time collapsing is. Mm. And that's exactly what happens in mentorship in less of a tangible form. And I've had so many mentors over the years and I've had, you know, my one long-term mentor for a really long time now. And even that, you know, the relationship that we've built and what we've been able to create and how well she knows me is insane in terms of what I get to do in my business because I can plug in with her with a 10 second voice note on something I'm navigating and the response could be a minute back and I've already dissolved so much time through having that response knowing the blind spot that potentially is being reflected back to me or what is actually moving and her giving me an answer based on what she knows is true about me because she's been there for the journey as well and I got to a stage I guess in in my mentorship journey in business where I was just craving proximity with women who understood business. Yeah. Not just a mentor, not just someone in my corner. I love that. I'll always have that. But I knew I wanted more and I knew I wanted to start to normalize bigger conversations. And we often hear that as well. Like we normalize big conversations or we normalize a logical growth. But nine times out of 10, we are around people in our lives, especially as CEOs, business owners, anyone doing their own thing in the online space, particularly, or any business really where people don't understand you. Yeah. And it's so easy to feel misunderstood where you want to go and talk to your friend or maybe your parents or maybe a sibling or someone in your life, but they just don't understand what you're moving through, what you're navigating, the projections you're potentially holding, um, the rejection that you're maybe experiencing, the highs that you're experiencing. Like entrepreneurship is the most wild fucking journey in the world. I don't care what anyone says. There is so much that you're met with and need to navigate and not having support around you in that to me, doesn't make any sense. Absolutely. And it's just so much more enjoyable. Like the journey is so much more enjoyable when you have that community where you can actually just process things with like, Mm. and you can't, you can't expect the people who don't get it to hold you in the same way that people that genuinely are walking the same path as you, Mm. if not the exact same, but like navigating the same big things that business brings on. It's just so, there's nothing quite like it. Nothing. Yeah. And it's, it's incomparable because you really can't get it anywhere else. The first mastermind that I was in, you were in. Yes. Which Same. is cool. 
So that was my first mastermind too. Mm, Which was cool. And I think at the time I didn't really have language for what a mastermind was. No. I remember because the mentor that we joined, she was my private mentor at the time. And I remember messaging her saying, hey, I just feel like spending money and investing in something. What should I invest in? And she was like, well... I'm doing a mastermind and I remember thinking, wow, how cool to be around so many women in one container that actually fucking get it. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I was similar. Like I didn't necessarily know the benefit of a mastermind. Like I Mm. hadn't been heavily marketed to because at the time there was no one I was following that was doing this kind of thing. And then I sort of walked in. I'm like, yeah, what I, what I knew, I was like the people in the space because I joined last. So I actually Mm. saw everyone that was in there and I'm like, how to look at them. I'm like, they're women that will definitely understand me. It was actually less about the coach who we signed up with and more about the people that were in the space for that reason. Exactly. And I know for me with every single mastermind I've joined or any long-term mentorship I've joined, instantly I feel relief. Mm. And it's not relief somatically. It's not relief from something that you're experiencing going in with the hopes of this mastermind, this mentor, this mentorship is going to solve every single problem I'm experiencing. It's an energy of I get to now settle in a space for a period of time knowing that I've created safety and security for myself. Mm. And that in business is unmatched. You know, when you have safety and you have security, knowing that with anything that you're going to navigate moving forward, whether it be projections, business, structure, strategy, mindset, things that you're moving through, knowing that for the next five months, for the next three months, for the next six months, whatever the duration is, I've got someone in my corner and I have a group of women in my corner that can hold me, support me, listen to me, give me advice and guidance is going to change the game. Absolutely. And even just insight into what they're navigating was the most healing component, I think, because you Mm. really do convince yourself pre-masterminds. I convinced myself that I was doing everything wrong and that's why I was feeling the way I was feeling. But in actual fact, people I admired, including like the mentor, who's holding the space do or have navigated the exact same things. And it's just like, Oh, it doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong that this is so hard. It actually is just Mm. quite hard. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And that comes into what you're normalizing as well in a mastermind, particularly when you have so many women in business in the one space, It's a very clear sort of mirror for anything that you need to integrate, anything that you're not addressing, anything that you're not seeing within yourself because you're witnessing so many women do huge things in business, whether they're navigating, you know, um, a 50K month or they're navigating a masterclass that's sold out or potentially they're navigating someone who canceled on them or someone who um, left a space or whatever it may be. Being able to learn from everyone's experience, knowing that, yeah, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you've transcended that. Maybe you're yet to experience what they've experienced um, or what they're experiencing rather. It's insane because when in six months time you have an experience and you're like, oh my goodness, I remember in that mastermind when Sally was going through whatever she was going through, I was able to learn from that now six months later based on how that mentor and that group navigated that situation. Yeah. And it's less pressure on you to actually bring something to, because like, you know, on one-to-one mentorship, I know when I had my one-on-one mentor for YouTube coaching, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't have any questions. Like I'm just here to, like I, I need to like train on YouTube and I hired her to do that, but I would go weeks without talking to her and that's fine and, and good and whatever. But like, Whereas in a mastermind, I often go weeks without speaking, but I'm learning and I'm getting so much bang for my buck, like learning, experiencing, expanding mm. without actually actively having to participate, which I think is such yeah. an under 
undervalued thing about a mastermind, right? Exactly. And even just the elevation in your standards. Yeah. You know, the minute you join a space like that, and I'm talking the minute you join as in the space may not have opened, the container may not have started. There may be no mentorship, no um, actual coaching present yet, but I guarantee the minute you invest in that space, everything in your life starts to shift because you automatically hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah. It's like, wow, I'm someone who invests X amount of money in a space to be held, supported, to learn, to grow, to evolve and all the different things. How do I show up if I'm someone who does that? Yeah, totally. You know, when you're kind of in contemplation and you're not investing in yourself or you're not putting yourself in proximity with people who expand you, it's going to naturally be harder to be that for yourself. And it's not about outsourcing responsibility or outsourcing your power by being like, I'm only ever going to elevate if someone else activates me because it's an energy of power meets power, not mm. you coming in to borrow power off someone else. And Absolutely. that's something to check as well. But it's incredible. And for me, I know being in spaces like that have completely shifted the way that I move in business and my life. You know, there's things that have changed in my life down to my routines that wouldn't have shifted if I wasn't in certain masterminds. Yeah. You know, there's tangible things that I do in my day that have nothing to do with business that I have learned from different women and people in these spaces that I would never have been in their space. I would never have connected with them. I would never have been in proximity with them if I didn't meet them in that type of environment as well. And that's the coolest part. It's not just the mentor. Of course, they play a huge role in it. But what you just learn from everyone's own iteration of business and the way they mentor and I think the best part too that no one speaks to as much is the fact that when you plug into a mastermind, it's likely that you're not only going to get support from the mentor, but you're also going to get support from the other women in the container as well. And that alone is invaluable. What space can you get mentored by multiple people at once on the same topic? Absolutely. And I often use my mastermind for like plugging in to get market research. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, my business is different, but I think if you've most businesses you can benefit from the market research thing. So it's just like, you know, what would you guys see as valuable? Because many of them have podcasts, many of them, all of them have businesses, obviously. Mm. What would you see most valuable out of everything I can offer you? They tell me and I'm like, sweet, that feels really clean. I'm going to create that. Mm, exactly. There's so many benefits when you yeah. think about just being in that space. And that really is the proximity piece as well. You know, I think often we, it's not about you're in proximity automatically everything in your business shifts but it's being in proximity and then leveraging that proximity Mm -hmm. by actually utilizing the space being immersed in that learning of other people and being immersed doesn't even come in the form of being someone who's super active being immersed is someone who's just involved in actually soaking up the information hearing different things applying it to business you know how often do we hear something and we kind of just like let it be water off a duck's back we don't take it on board we don't actually apply it to our business when really that could have been the thing that would have shifted so much for us but you kind of bypass it or you just hear it and you just like let it go and you don't actually take that on board and that's the the biggest thing that I have experienced in masterminds just the conversations being a part of a collective Mm. I think is so powerful in businesses where we're often alone yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. And knowing that you're not alone in what you're navigating and having that support there, whether you utilize it daily or you utilize it once a month, it doesn't matter for me. I invest to know that the support's there when I need it. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about one of the things you said earlier about, you know, everything being a mirror to you, because I have an experience that I'll share and I'm curious to know if mm-hmm. you've had anything similar, but in my current mastermind, it's a rolling one. So lots of new people coming in not lots, like a few, but 
I remember I was on a call and I was getting actually so triggered by one of the women in the mastermind. I actually really, really liked her. I thought she was Mm. one of the coolest, like the most like me potentially in the group. But what was triggering me about her was that she took her time when she spoke. So like (laughs) every time that like it would be, you know, we would go around and share, she would actually take the time, share what she's going through. And to me, I'm like, hurry up. Like, I feel like you're taking too much time. And I took that as an opportunity of like, okay, I'm triggered. Where in myself do I not allow myself to take up space and time? I actually took it to the mentor and credit to her because she has an opportunity to have a private conversation if you require it. And I did that. I'm like, I am bringing this in here because I want to dissolve what's going on. Brought it to her. I'm like, this is really triggering me. She's taking too long at speaking and I don't know why it's frustrating me so much. And she Mm -hmm. literally reflected to me like the fact that, you know, I need to allow myself to take that kind of time and take up space. And I was like, you know, it was not as simple as that. It was a, you know, back and forth conversation to unpack what, what was limiting me. And I was just like, I took so much from that. And I would not have been able to work through that or even know it was there if I didn't, if I wasn't in a mastermind to have that reflected. Mm. Have you had any, like anything trigger you in a mastermind that you've gone away and been like, wow, I didn't even know I was dealing with that. The exact same thing. Really? Mm. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Taking up space was a huge one for me where I would, same thing, it would come to my turn on a hot seat call. It would come to my, um, not even my turn in in a Voxer or in the group, you know, conversation, but I'd be like, okay, I'm going to plug in and I would make it as quick and as short as possible. I wouldn't respond. I wouldn't riff because I'm like, oh, I just don't want to take up too much space. I don't want to annoy everyone. I'm just in here to get my answer and and get out essentially and same with calls I would just rush through whatever I was navigating or whatever question I had the minute I got the response it was like okay thanks and then if someone else was taking up space and taking 20 minutes or talking through their stuff I felt agitated and like oh how can you how can you be okay taking up that much space how can you be okay talking for so long or you know we're all here we're all waiting all the different things when again the biggest mirror for where I didn't let myself take up space and again this is so much deeper than just that because for me it came back to childhood not wanting to actually express emotion not wanting people to see me you know expressing emotion or not giving myself permission more importantly to take up space and hold the floor and all these different things so massive impact on business and that would have been around 12 months ago so I've done a lot of work around it and it's funny because in every mastermind I've been in that's still come up for me with certain people but I now know how to challenge that and it's so cool because the biggest mirror for for business and where again if you're not taking up space in a mastermind you're not taking up space online you're probably not selling as much as you should be selling you're probably not coaching to the full extent that you could be coaching because potentially you're not letting your clients take up space and there's so many absolutely ways we get to think about it and it's funny that we've had the same experience in that but I know for yeah other women and I won't speak to it just different things that come up for them being in masterminds and it's an incredible mirror for just all of it really yeah. you know and also incredible at building external awareness and I think that's something that is a huge benefit in business you know to have a space where you actually get to see yourself where you're at is 
incredible. Mm. There's there's no way to describe that. You know, I have been able to learn so much about myself in a positive way through being in masterminds because when someone, you know, potentially says, oh, I really struggle with this. And if I don't, I get to go, oh, maybe I'm really integrated in my confidence. Mm. Okay, cool. I've built some external awareness. I'm actually a really confident person. If someone else is plugging in with something that they're, um, you know, really doing well at and they feel like, yeah, this is my shit. This is what I do. This is who I am. I get to go, oh my God, I feel the same. That's really cool. Maybe I'm a really good speaker. And you just learn so much about yourself. And with that newfound awareness that you wouldn't have had elsewhere, you then get to apply it to your business too. So it really is to me a mastermind, the space that just, or the gift rather that keeps on giving where you've got the support, you've got the mentorship, you've got the proximity, you have the conversations. There's so many things that take place. And beyond that, you're just a part of something bigger. Yeah, totally. And I think that is just so undervalued, especially in our space where it's just amazing. There's like, there's no way to describe it other than you can't, you can't get that anywhere else. I don't believe. Yeah, totally. And I think it's like, you know, I would rather invest my money into something that I can have like personalized support Mm. from as opposed to say a program or, you know, yeah, I guess a program would be the closest thing because it's like, I can learn the thing, like we can do that, but like, how does that work for me in my business and having a, a mentor that you've got access to awesome, but having the access to the other people's perspectives is just like, so it just opens your mind, your world into what you could actually be leveraging more. Mm, and that is such a good point. Like you broaden your perspective massively. Mm. You know, if you believe that selling is one way or you believe content is one way or you believe that the industry is one way, you come in with 12 other women and you start speaking on that topic, you're going to get 12 very, very different perspectives. And that alone completely shifts the way that you're potentially feeling. So if you believe one thing to be true where um, the industry is saturated, such a surface level thing, but let's just say that's a belief and you come in and you get someone else that comes in with this perspective and that perspective and how they don't believe that to be true and then someone else sees it completely differently, you're immediately expanded. Therefore, you become more of a well-rounded coach, mentor, human. The way you lead in business starts to shift and it becomes more of a literally broadened perspective, which allows you to be a more well-rounded human in your business. And that is invaluable because your clients benefit massively of having you particularly be in other people's worlds and have insight to other people's perspective, businesses, the way they run things. And you just, you learn so much. Yeah, totally agree. It's so cool. And even that investment piece as well, I think a conversation often that I'll have with people is, and even myself at times where I go, okay, what's my next thing? Am I in private? Do I want a mastermind? Do I want a program? Am I just wanting to invest in masterclasses? You know, I think sometimes it can be blurred lines, especially between the private and a mastermind. You know, do I want a private mentor or am I putting myself in a mastermind? Because they are two completely polar spaces. And of course, there's still an element of one-to-one in a lot of masterminds. And in my mastermind, I have a huge element of one-to-one in my next round, which is exciting. So you get that, but a private container is still very, very personalized to you. It's only ever based on the conversations that you bring in as well and only ever based on what you're moving through and a mastermind brings a completely different texture in terms of you're with women you're having conversations that you're not bringing in you're open to different things that you would never have thought of so it's a very different space it's very very expansive and 
yeah, it's really just discerning, okay, if mentorship is my next point in business or mentorship I'm looking to invest in, do I want private and that space to be mine only so I can be hyper-focused on my business with someone in my corner? Or do I actually really crave being around multiple people, having that support one-to-one to some degree, but also being expanded by other women, navigating other things so I get to broaden my perspectives, elevate the way that I even communicate. I think that's a huge thing that happens in Mastermind you know, my communication with my clients and just the people in my life completely shifted because you start to learn, you know, how to navigate multiple people in a space. You learn so much of even how the mentor navigates the space Mm. and that alone really supports you in business and different things that you do because you really see someone set a standard, hold a standard and uphold a standard more importantly. And you see and witness every single person in that container actually calibrate to that level over the course of the mastermind. And it's, it's such a cool thing to witness. So what are you going to do next? Where are you at in terms of, so have you, are you currently in a mastermind? I have just finished the current master or the last mastermind that was in finished probably about a week ago now, a week yeah. and a half ago. So I'm going to Europe, obviously. I didn't want to put myself in a mastermind during that period because I'm not going to be. You're not going to be present and no. we're anti that. We're just anti listen that. To that <laughs> listen to last week or whenever it was. Well, yeah. But yeah, we're anti that. So for me right now, I have two private mentors that I have paid in full up until the end of the year, which is awesome. And that feels really good for me. But when I get home, I'm back in a mastermind. Mm. I love it. And I don't like, to be honest, I don't like doing business without one based on the fact that a non-negotiable now for me is just being in proximity and having that, that level of conversation on a daily yeah. And it feels, it just feels like the standard. Yeah. If you were to reflect on the mastermind you've just been in, like, what mm. do you have to say? Beyond anything gave me such different perspectives on how to do business. Yeah. And the women inside were a massive reflection of that, but the mentor alone, you know, really, you just learn so much and you think something's one way and then someone comes in with the opposite and then you're forced to be like, okay, where's my equilibrium in that? Yeah. You know, where's my truth? Because I believe it to be this way. You believe it to be that way. How could I, by looking at both perspectives, meet in the middle and actually implement that in my business? Because so often when we're not having conversations, when we're caught up in our own thoughts and all the different things, you get so stuck doing things one way yeah. and you think it's the way. Yeah, you do. And until you have more than one person in your corner telling you, hey, it could be this way. It could be that way. You could think like this. You could think like that. Even right now, having two private mentors, I get two different opinions often. Yeah. You know, so if I plug in and I'm like, this is what I'm experiencing. This is my thought. And then I come back in over here and then say the same thing. I can literally get two very different opinions. And then I have to come into the middle and go, okay, what's my truth? Yeah. Which is so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. It's the best thing. And I actually have spoken to both mentors about the fact that I'm navigating always getting two very different perspectives. And even that's been cool because I bring in conversations around how would you navigate it? Having two mentors coming in with different perspectives, like mentorship's endless because you just get to keep leaning in and leaning in and leaning in and strengthening relationships. And yeah, even my previous mastermind that I ran just the most incredible people in the entire world. And I just love those girls so much, but just knowing what we created as a little group Mm. is amazing. And the connections and the experiences. And in my mastermind expansion, we have a retreat as well. And we're actually in the process now of just booking the next round of accommodation and whatnot. But even that makes me so excited because it is just a new level of depth and connection that you get to experience with multiple women 
navigating business, the highs, the lows, the duality, the rejection, the wins, the yeah. money, the all of the things. All like of the things, yeah. There's so many things, but doing that together and knowing that we've got the rest of the year together, it's just the best. Yeah, totally agree. Mm. All right, listener question number one. This person is struggling with discipline. Big dreams, but just really struggling to actually get the things that she needs to be getting done, done. Mm. So it's almost like in your day-to-day life, just lacking that motivation, essentially. That's what I'm get getting. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I think in this conversation, it really is an energy of, you know, the motivation versus discipline conversation where mm. for so long we can rely on things external of us, like, you know, uh, something that motivates us essentially to get us to do something. So it's almost like when you're a kid and your mom's like, come do the groceries with me and you can get a Frodo frog. Mm. or you can get a kinder surprise so you're like the motivation is the kinder surprise the motivation is the Fredo frog to go to the store and just get the shopping done with mum on a Tuesday afternoon and when we think about discipline discipline is really the energy of I'm almost conditioned and programmed to do this regardless of how uncomfortable this feels yeah So I'm programmed and conditioned to go to the shops with mum and get the groceries done because I want to eat this week, knowing that I'm not getting the Frodo Frog, knowing that there's no reward at the end of of the the thing, right? End of the task, end of the experience. And it's interesting because for me, I would say that I've been quite disciplined my entire life, if I'm going to pull on my own experience, where... When I was growing up, I obviously did a lot of sport. I had to be disciplined in the sense of getting up very early in the mornings and training before school and washing my hair every day and eating before I got on, um, got in the car, all the different things, right? I had to pack my bag. I had to do all these different things. So I was used to living somewhat, um, it's, it's to a degree a little bit robotic, isn't it? Where it's like, this is just what I do right? It just becomes a thing and it just becomes a standard. And I believe discipline is very similar where anything that you're struggling to do or action in your life, one, I would be getting curious with whether or not it's actually in alignment for you. So uh, sometimes resistance is there because the task itself or whatever you're trying to do is actually just very uncomfortable. Yeah. Or the resistance can be there because you genuinely don't want to action what you're doing. It can be a signal of wrong path. Yeah. Or being out of alignment, whatever it may be. And I think it's really important to discern the difference between the two. You know, am I not doing this because I genuinely don't want to do this or am I not doing this because it's a little bit uncomfortable? Yeah. Because there's a huge difference between the two things. You know, for example, I could be a bit tired and coming to the podcast studio and recording three episodes feels really exhausting. Like, oh, I don't want to do that. But the discipline part of me goes regardless because I know I've got to do the thing. I know I want to do this podcast and I know that for the greater good, this is what's required of me. It's really a conversation about delayed gratification, isn't it? Absolutely. Choosing your heart. Exactly. And we spoke to it a little bit earlier, um, off air, (laughs) off air, (laughs) off air, off camp. (laughs) But yeah, choosing your heart is a huge thing in life in general, you know, with the comfortable and, and sorry, with the discomfort conversation that we often have, it's really a matter of choosing your heart in terms of, are you going to choose to be comfortable in the short term or are you going to choose to be comfortable in the long term game? Yeah. And we were literally even saying like having a conversation with your partner can be super uncomfortable, can be hard. But staying with in an unhappy relationship is actually also very hard. So which mm-hmm. one are you going to choose? Absolutely. Think about even something so surface level as the dishwasher. Yeah. Right? It can be uncomfortable to unpack the dishwasher at 9 p.m. at night when you're over it, you've had a huge day, you just want to go to bed. 
But what can be harder is getting up at 6am, wanting to go to the gym, wanting to get things done in the morning, but oh my God, I've got to do the dishwasher. Now I'm put behind. Now I haven't eaten breakfast. Now I've gone to work. Now I have a headache. Now my day's been shit. Exactly. You know, the stuff that we delay or the stuff the stuff that we think that we're not disciplined in can often be the thing that's causing us so much resistance in our day-to-day life. So that short-term comfort of, nope, I'm just going to stroll on TikTok or I'm just going to go to bed because I can't be fucked cleaning the kitchen is also the thing that contributes to you having so much resistance the next day, which then contributes to you feeling like, well, I'm just not disciplined because I couldn't even eat breakfast and I couldn't even get the dishwasher done and I couldn't even get to work on time. You know, so many things start to compound. So a lot of the time it's not, I believe, necessarily a discipline um, discipline problem, but more so what you're choosing. It's a priority thing. Yeah. And it's a bit of grit. Totally. You know, I think I have this conversation with myself all the time. It's like, okay, what am I choosing in this moment? So if I don't unpack the dishwasher, what am I choosing? Okay, I'm choosing to do it in the morning. I'm probably choosing to be more rushed and I'm also choosing to probably have less time to eat. Okay, if that feels like a good choice, then I get to go to bed and not unpack the dishwasher. If that feels like that's too fucking hard, I'd rather just do it now than I unpack the dishwasher. But you really do have to realize that as humans, you know, we have the power of choice in every single moment. So us choosing to lay in our bed and scroll on TikTok or choosing not to finish the assignment or choosing to, you know, wait until four o'clock to get up and cook dinner, whatever it may be, we're always choosing something. And we have to get curious with, if I choose that, what are the consequences of that choice? Totally. That's the biggest thing. When you put it like that and you like actually ask yourself the question, what choice do you want to make? It means that when you just say you don't unpack the dishwasher and you are mm. rushed the next morning, at least you're not going to beat yourself up for that. Mm. You've made the choice. So you're like, not worth it because I really wanted to get to bed early. I'm going to skip breakfast. It's a choice. Yeah. And either way, it's perfect, right? Exactly. But you have to know that you chose that. Exactly. And this is literally coming back to just choose your hard. You know, is it a lack of discipline or are you just not considering what choice you're making in every moment? Yeah. Because to me, if... And don't get me wrong, I choose hard often in a way that's negative. So for example, if I'm like, oh, I'm going out for dinner with three of my best friends, am I going to choose to drink alcohol tonight? Because if I am, I probably know that tomorrow I'm going to feel pretty shit. I'm probably going to have a headache. I'm probably going to feel a bit off my game. I know my brain's not going to function the way I want it to function. But if I know that choosing to have three cocktails means I'm going to also be choosing those things, then perfect. I know what I'm choosing. Exactly. But if I do it and then the next day go, oh, I've got a headache and everything's so hard and I feel so shit. Well, what did you choose last night? Yeah. So the next day I wake up with a headache and I go, well, I chose this. Yeah. And I get on with my day. Totally. It's knowing what you're choosing. Love that. Next question. How have you set your business up for you to be able to go overseas and go on this Europe trip? Mm, It's a good question. And to be honest, I have made it. And Molly, if she's listening, my BM is going to be laughing at me. I've made it harder than it needs to be. (laughs) And I think in reflection, what I actually have done, which in future I now can learn from, is I almost was trying to plan everything too far in advance. So let's just say that I knew about this trip, say four or five months ago, you know, for certain in terms of dates and whatnot. I was getting caught up in, okay, what, what day would I do that call? And what time would I do this? When those things really didn't matter until this very second Mm. you know I can plan the call times for next week right now and because I'm so close to the time it doesn't feel like a big thing to plan or organize because it's in the moment so I think a huge thing that I've learned is to one 
chill the fuck out because it's going to be okay. Yeah. And then also know that the closer you get, the more you can start to look at sort of the nitty gritty. But really what we've done is just reverse engineer the first half of the year in terms of we kind of knew when programs and things were coming out. And then we also looked at the five weeks that I'm away and gone, okay, what needs to happen? What podcasts are going out? What's launching? What's selling? What emails can we schedule? Different things like that. Molly is obviously incredible and she has gotten so much organized on the back end because she's also going to be in Europe. So that's the other thing. I honestly wouldn't have had to have planned as much and as um, fine a detail if Molly was working the entire time because obviously we're both gone at the same time. But it's looked like a lot of scheduling, a lot of prior planning and really just making sure that everything makes sense in terms of time differences with any calls and things that we have as well. But the prep has been pretty minimal. It's actually been a very easy transition. It's more so just been navigating it for the first time, not knowing how much I would need to plan. And I'm going to learn a lot over there because if I find that I don't like creating content every single day or I don't like selling or I don't like pushing certain things, whatever it may be, then I'll learn and know that for next time. But for now, I'm still working probably an hour or two every single day over there. I have a couple of calls on, I think, two of the days and I think it's going to be fine and perfect, but I will keep you updated and let you know how things go. But overall, it's been pretty seamless. Yeah, it's just scheduling and preparation really, isn't it? Yeah, literally. Yeah, Yeah, and it it is pretty simple. And of course, the day-to-day things that have to get done, yeah, we've got plans and and things set up for that as well. So really just zooming out, CEO shit, getting it done and looking at your business from almost a bird's eye perspective going, okay, what has to happen? And then making that happen so you can be present, chill, relax and do all the things on your holiday. Yeah. Love that. Love it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to episode, I don't even know what we're up to now, potentially six of the Influential CEO. I hope you all have an amazing day, night, walk, drive, whatever you are up to. If you haven't already, jump over to our Facebook community and get in on that because there's a lot happening over there. Also pop onto the podcast and follow us at the Influential CEO podcast and I will be back in your ears next week. Bye guys. Bye.